often the crisis we identify is actually a symptom of the real crisis. And it is the real crisis that we would benefit from addressing. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacques Timmons, and I am really, really glad you are joining me today. Well, the countdown to the 200th episode is really, really on. We are now 10 episodes away from this incredible milestone. And I would love it if you would help me celebrate it. And I'm inviting you to do so by submitting a question or two, if you would like. Maybe your question is related to the financial stress that you might be experiencing in your life or business right now. Maybe it's a question in search of some ideas of how to improve your financial well-being. Or maybe it's a question that will give you a bit more clarity as you navigate a tricky financial situation or choice that you need to make. And you would just like an outside perspective on some options that you maybe haven't even considered that might be useful to you. So these are just a few examples to get your juices flowing. And remember, you can submit your questions anonymously. So just go to jacquettemans.com forward slash more than money dash 200. Again, jacquettemans.com forward slash more than money dash 200. And by the way, if you previously tried to submit your question and you ran into some difficulties on the page, it has been fixed. So yeah, go on ahead and submit your question. I would love to answer it. And I cannot wait to celebrate this incredible milestone with you. But in the meantime, let's get into today's episode. And today, I want to take you a little bit behind the scenes in terms of how what you end up hearing or seeing on your screen gets to your ear and to your eyes. Um, and the way my process works is about a week before I sit down to record, I you know write up my script and I usually know what it is that I want to say and why, what I hope you will take away from it and what I hope that you will do next. But in the spirit of transparency, that wasn't the case leading up to today's episode. I was stuck. I definitely had that blank page panic that you may have experienced yourself or heard described by some other folks that you may know that create content, whether it's writing or podcasting, um, or even sometimes, you know, really creative in terms of like drawing and, and sitting down and maybe writing music. But I was struggling to answer a really important question when you are doing a solo podcast episode. And the question was, what do I want to say? And I didn't have an answer. <laughs> and the silence was deafening to me. And I wondered, oh no, am I now having a creative slump too? Has the summer sales slump that I previously talked about 
in episode 189 has that morphed into a different kind of slump, but this time in a creative way of a creative persuasion. Because look, between coaching and speaking and podcasting, I talk in a variety of ways for a living. And how is it that I could possibly run out of fresh ideas and things to say, given all the things that are happening in the world right now, especially in terms of how it impacts the intersection of money, business, and life? That was the question that I was wrestling with as I stared at this blank page. And my go-to solution whenever I am feeling stuck is I move my body. So I went on a four mile walk and in so doing another question emerged. And that was, what am I afraid to say right now? Because if I'm having a hard time thinking, well, what do I wanna say? What am I afraid to say? And as I pondered on that question, yet another one emerged and that actually seemed a little bit more apt. And that is why I am in your ear and on your screen perhaps. And that question was, what am I afraid to admit to you? And that is when the proverbial light went off. I'm tired <laughs> and I'm not fatigued. I'm not on the verge of burnout. I am just tired. And it is the kind of tiredness that more than likely a few lazy four-day weekends doing very little or absolutely nothing would probably resolve. But as I look at my deadlines, <laughs> as I look at the gaps regarding some of my goals, as I look at the calendar, it really feels irresponsible to slow down right now. And it makes me think of running. It has been a really long time since I've run a half marathon. But if you've ever run a race of any distance, it's like seeing the finish line, but instead of speeding up and sprinting to cross it, AKA the runner's kick, you actually do the opposite and slow down. Like talk about not really productive um, or just, I don't know, just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you do that? And yet to me, entering the fourth quarter is akin to seeing the finish line and doing so, seeing that finish line, it comes with all of the attendant feelings, the feelings of the pressure to finish strong, the, the stress to meet um, your own expectations along with the expectations that others may have of you, especially if the stakes are high. It comes with the fear of missing the mark. At least those are all of the things that are coming up for me. So how are you feeling? How are you feeling as you enter this new season? Because now it is officially fall and you and we begin to seemingly march really quickly toward year end. How are you feeling? I ask because the choices that you and I make right now, they are key to whether we cross that proverbial line as strong as we would like. And if you are tired <laughs> like me, 
That means that we need to be even more vigilant about the quality of the choices and the trade-offs that we make right now. Because there are costs. There are costs associated with being tired, such as a diminished ability to focus and pay attention, a diminished ability to assess risk, which leads to being more risk averse when you're too tired, as opposed to perhaps being more bold in the risks that you will take. And it leads to a diminished ability to be an innovative problem solver, AKA a creative thinker. And when you think about it, regardless of the title that you introduce yourself by, or you know that reflects the work that you do, your ultimate title is problem solver. That is your main job. And at all times, there are two things that you were really problem solving, right? One of it is internal, and that is the time that you spend solving the problems within your business. And the other is external, because you are also, while simultaneously solving your business's problems, you're helping your clients and your customers solve their problems, and as a problem solver for yourself and with your clients, your role is multifaceted. One aspect of it is that you need to make sure that you're defining and analyzing the real problem, not just the one that you notice at the surface. You need to acknowledge the challenges and identify potential opportunities. You need to go in search of non-conventional ideas, approaches, and sources of inspiration, or, you know, just get out of the cocoon of familiarity. Um, you need to figure out how to safely experiment. Um, a part of that process is also tracking the progress and not just the results. When it comes to being a problem solver, you need to create the environment where you can be agile and adapt to changes that are beyond your control with relative ease and pay attention to the feedback that you're getting both from what is as well as what isn't working. You need to make certain that you're not sacrificing the long-term for the short-term and then vice versa. And then finally, as a problem solver, both within your business and with your clients, and customers, you need to keep an eye out on cash flow, sales, revenue, and profitability. But being tired thwarts your ability to do any of these well. And in order for me to show up and give my best to my business and to my clients, I first needed to acknowledge I was tired. Doing so though, was how I was able to begin to take the necessary steps to mitigate the negative effects of operating from a place of diminished energy. So here's another question for you. What's your crisis? Whatever form your crisis may take, or even mine, right? It often demands that we pay attention and take some sort of action as we navigate through the situation. But often the crisis that we identify is actually a symptom of the real crisis. 
and it is the real crisis that we would benefit from addressing. So in my case, I thought initially that my crisis was writer's block. However, exploring this further helped me to confront the reality of being tired and realizing it wasn't simply a byproduct of needing more time to rest, relax, and read for pleasure. I was tired because I was navigating a more challenging time in my business. And whenever, you know, you bump up against scenarios like that, where you have got to get a little bit more out of your comfort zone to address things, it tends to zap your emotional and mental energy. And that was exactly what was happening with me. But I was also tired because I was stuck in the mode of spending far too much time thinking about the challenges and of course, wanting them to be something other than what they were and too little time working to discover solutions that I hadn't tried before. But the benefit is this, coming into this awareness was how I was able to recalibrate and to tap into the creative and the creativity, I should say, and the energy necessary to push through the funk <laughs> and to ultimately, you know, write what would become this episode and something that ended up being really cathartic for me, actually, and, and, and turn it into today's, you know, podcast. Um, but also that I hope in the process of not only having it be cathartic for me, is also beneficial and useful to you. So again, <laughs> my question is, what's the crisis that you are facing right now? And better yet, what's the real crisis? Because I want you to be sure that you are using your time, your energy, and your resources and all of the different ways that resources show up to tackle the latter, tackle the real crisis. Well, that is it for today, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end, or if you are watching on YouTube for doing that as well. And before you hop, if today's episode sparked an aha or a reflection, I would love to hear more about that. So send me a DM on Instagram. And don't forget about my invitation to join me to celebrate the 200th episode. Submit your question or two. And again, you can do it anonymously by going to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. Once more, thank you for listening today. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review. And if you are on YouTube, please comment below. We do take a look and read them. And of course, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can do so by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash, forward slash Jaquette. <laughs> I'll be back with another episode. I hope you will too. And until then, remember, it's about more than money. 